And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. Saving the world one soundbite at a time. Hey, folks, I got to tell you, too, real quickly, um, ZLA Solutions. These are, these are some people that are making a real dent in putting the, the, the job market all back into place in Alabama. Keep in mind, our unemployment rate may be low, but our, our labor participation rate has been very low also, which is not good. Um, ZLA Solutions, they've got jobs posted right now on their website. If you're looking for a job personally, you go check them out. ZLA Solutions at ZLAUSA.com. That's their website. Check them out. they got jobs posted now. But here's the thing. If you're an employer, they can help you fill out the ranks of your workforce. It doesn't matter whether you need, you know, onesies and twosies with special niche kind of skills or whether you want to fill out a whole shift uh, uh, in a factory or whatever the case may be. That's their bread and butter, man. They can do that stuff. They can do the recruiting, the background checks, the drug testing if necessary, all of it. And at ZLA, uh, they do a lot of business in solutions, but that staffing, that's their bread and butter. They like to say at ZLA, we don't make it. We just make it better because their goal in life is to help you make your business better, period. ZLA Solutions at ZLAUSA.com. Tell them you heard about it on Right Side Radio. Um, what uh, what oh, you got, man? Hey, so you know how we were talking about the poop patrol earlier? <laughs> I did talk about yeah, the poop so patrol. Yeah, so in San Francisco, San Francisco, I was curious, obviously, so I looked it up, and do you know how much they make? Then to be on a poop patrol? To be on the poop patrol. I I don't know, but I'm not sure they could pay me enough. But what do you uh, <laughs> they they actually make hundred and twenty eight thousand dollars a year. What? To be on the poop patrol. And this was this was like a going around town scraping up poop off the sidewalks. Yes. And this wasn't recent. I mean, so inflation, they probably got a raise and stuff, but oh they are gosh. making that was like 2018 or 19 when I when I found I that I bet price. you they're all vested in the state retirement system too. I, <laughs> how's that? How's that for a resume? I mean, 128. I'm I'm a I'm part of the poop patrol. Yeah, I mean, do, do they have a special patch? Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they do. Is this like Monkeypox Tax Force? You know, if like you were saying, I bet they actually wear. You mean they have to wear suits? I mean, I wouldn't go out yeah. without wearing a suit, like a so, hazmat. A hazmat suit. So I bet they got patches too. But I wonder what's on the patch. Patches. What do you? <laughs> what do you? What? I mean, what do you? What do you do with that? I mean, what do you? What kind of patch would you make? I, I don't I, know. I, I, I mean, on, on you know text messages and stuff, you like get the, you got a little poop emoji. Yeah, they, like yeah, the smiling turd. <laughs> I just <laughs> can I say that on the air? I just did. So so they get paid. Well over six figures to to go out there with a I mean so listen when when we had our big old dog that I talked about the other day yeah our big old Doberman Pinscher well I'm gonna say he could mess up a backyard I'm just saying it was like having a horse in the house <laughs> so you know it was like a landmine some or a oh, minefield yeah. in our backyard so our kids you know they 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 had they had jobs when they were growing up they had their chores one of the chores was we called it pooper scooping. Uh, Somebody's scooper. got a pooper scoop. I got to tell you the story too, and I I'll come back. Stories. To so, <laughs> so one day, so we had a weird backyard at our old house, and you know they pooper scooped the yard, and they and I literally had a I had a an old dustpan on the end of a broomstick that was long that I had bent so that it would kind of fade, and they'd go around and they had to sweep it up with an old raggedy right, yeah. broom, right? All right. Never occurred to me what they did with the poop. 
I don't know why I never thought of this. Oh, wait, your kids? Yes. What did they do with the poop? Well, there was a strange little piece of our backyard that was kind of down by a fence that, that we you didn't, I mean, the way the yard was set up, it was not the part of the yard you ever really went to. Okay. It was just part of your property, but you know. It was over there. It was over there. Yeah. I'm over there by that fence one day having to repair a piece of the fence for some reason. And I look over, and on the other side of the fence, there's a mound of poop <laughs> that I kid you not. Looks like from a dinosaur, Was I bet. five feet tall. <laughs> it was literally like four years of poop. Wow. From pooper scooping. Pooper scooper. And I went in and I said, did you ever think about slinging it out in the woods and not putting it? Oh, well, we know, Dad. No, nope. <laughs> oh, come we just on. wanted to keep putting it on that big old pile and see how, how large we can make it. I guess it got fun at that point. I <laughs> I'm just wondering why we never smelled it. That, that's true. Oh, well. At least we didn't step in it. That... <laughs> That's that would too. have been bad too, because it would have gone all the way up to your knee. Uh, my close to my neck. neck. <laughs> I'm six foot two. It's a five foot tall thing of poop. Oh man. Oh god. So in so in San Francisco, then how do we do that, Boomer? You totally derailed this. I whole totally segment. derailed. It. I mean, it was all about the the pooper scoopers. I mean the the poop patrol. <laughs> <laughs> With their yes. So that's it. So now we have twenty eight thousand dollars, but probably more now. Now we so. have the monkeypox task force and the poop patrol and the poop patrol. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just good to be a liberal. It's just, yep. There you go, guys. With, uh, with all their uh, dictionary talk, <laughs> and, and I wonder too, if they go look for another job, do they put it on their resume? Well, oh. pray tell, what did you do for your last job, sir? I was on the poop patrol. I don't want to brag or anything, but I was a patrol leader for the poop patrol. That's right. All right, folks. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll try and get back on track after this. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. back phil williams right side radio covering down on some ground across the great state of alabama i'm talking about this show goes way down south of birmingham up north of huntsville tuscaloosa back over to gadsden and parts of georgia tennessee and mississippi thrown in just for good measure hey uh it is about go home time right now i mean some of you guys have already got the car keys in hand you can smell the barn and uh let me just suggest something to you as you as you head into the weekend you know, I don't know about you, but Charlene and I, Sunday, or Saturday morning uh, breakfast is usually bigger, different, better. But you got to mess the kitchen up if you cook it at home. Let me just suggest this to you. I, I'm, I'm saying better than the average biscuit in a drive-thru. Just Love Coffee Cafe. Oh, yeah. Just Love Coffee Cafe. Two locations in our listening area. One on Hughes Road in Madison. The other on South Parkway in Huntsville. Just Love Coffee Cafe has a breakfast menu that will knock your socks off. So not only can you treat yourself to the massive cup of cappuccino or a latte or an espresso, the treat coffees, Charlene calls them. You can also get their dry roast, their award-winning dry roast coffee, fresh ground beans, light, medium, or dark roast. But then the food? Wow. How about, like, I always talk about it, the womlet. 
eggs, sausage, cheddar, cheese, onions, peppers, tomatoes, tater tots, sprinkled with black pepper, cooked on a waffle iron to give an extra fluffy kind of textury feel. Or the bacon tater, a hash brown waffle with cheddar cheese and bacon, sprinkled with black pepper and served with a side of sour cream or ketchup, your choice. Or you can get their dippers, sausage or chicken wrapped on a waffled biscuit served with a choice of sausage, gravy, syrup, or mushroom. They, listen, it goes on and on. They got the light stuff, the heavy stuff. They got waffles like you will not believe. Just Love Coffee Cafe, two locations in our listening area, one on Hughes Road in Madison, out towards City Hall, and the other on South Parkway in Huntsville, down yonder by Whole Foods. Y'all check them out. And, and do me a favor, when you check out at the counter, tell them you heard about it on Right Side Radio. All right, I am actually going to get into number three of the Triple Dipper. Doesn't always happen. I, I get some grief sometimes for not getting there. But usually that's because I've got so much content we can't possibly do it. But listen, this one, I thought, you know, a few weeks ago, I actually ended the year, 2022, on what I called a high note, a positive note. Uh, I, just nothing but good news stories. And today I kept finding stories that just made me smile, made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. But, you know, they're the kind that we have to remind ourselves are out there. I tweeted out two of them. One of them I just tweeted out this morning on my Twitter. You can, you can follow me on Twitter. We're on Instagram, Facebook, um, and I'm on Twitter personally, at Sin Phil Williams. That's S-E-N Phil Williams. But I, I tweeted this one out, and I said, good people are still out there. And, and I love this. Story from AL.com. Uh, William Thornton wrote this. I know William Thornton. He's a good dude. He and his wife Donna have been reporting for years. William Thornton reported an Alabama farmer paid people's pharmacy bills, and the town learned his secret after he died. This is just good. This story came out yesterday. And it's up here in northeast Alabama. It says an Alabama farmer in rural DeKalb County, a little town called Geraldine, a little town called Geraldine that this gentleman, his name was Hody Buford Childress, went by Hody. Hody Childress used to go in every month. He would walk into the Geraldine drugstore on Ritchie Street, and he would give the pharmacist a $100 bill. He walked in very quietly. He just slipped her a $100 bill. His only instruction was use the money for anyone who can't afford their prescriptions and don't tell people where the money came from. And he said, don't tell a soul. If they ask, just tell them it's a blessing from the Lord. And he told her just to use her judgment as to who these authors should receive the help. Turns out that Hody was a retired uh, uh, Lockheed Martin product manager who after he retired became a farmer. He survived both his wife and his son. He lived quietly. He kept up that secret donation for years, the story says. Sometimes he would send someone to deliver the money when he wasn't feeling good himself, and they would walk in with an envelope, and they'd say, Hody said you'd know what to do with this. And she always did. And she used it for doing things like buying EpiPens for children for allergic reactions or families who were between insurances that couldn't pay for their bills and people leaving the hospital. And bottom line is nobody knew until he passed away, and then she decided she could tell the world. And those who knew him, and now it says, are establishing a Hody Children's Fund to continue the practice. You got to love that, man. I'm telling you, good people are still out there. They are. I mean, that, that's, that's a guy who was just making a little dent in his piece of the world. And, and that's the kind of story that we need to know. Every once in a while, when you look at all the wokeisms, when you talk about things that are happening that, that offend the sensibilities, when you talk about things like, you know, someone lashing out at you because you won't sacrifice your, your faith to follow their beliefs or, or you believe that, you know, spending should not go the way it should and you get aggravated with government, just remember there's people like Hody Childress that are still out there just doing something, just doing something. 
Here's a great one. So Octavia Spencer, who I love as an actress. I mean, she is great. And, and y'all know who I'm talking about. Octavia Spencer, she's from Alabama. Well, you know, one of the things that aggravates the stew out of me is people who don't know Alabama thinking they know Alabama. And they, they, don't, they don't recognize that so many of us live in this state because we love this state, because there's no other place we'd rather be. And because the, you know, the claims of systemic racism and oppression and things that are wrong, and, and sometimes we are frustrated with stuff like the education system or whatever, those are not Alabama. Those are things that can get fixed. And some of those, by the way, are perceptions that no longer exist. Well, Octavia Spencer, Academy Award-winning actress, she was on a podcast the other day. Uh, it's a liberal podcast with somebody named Mark Marin, M-A-R-O-N or Marone. Anyway, Mark Marin, I'll call him. And in the course of the podcast, she literally was asked how she felt about having grown up in Alabama. I think that the podcaster thought it was going to go a different way. So the topic came up. It says in the story here, I've got Fox News that came out this morning. So the topic came up when the actress spoke fondly of her upbringing in Montgomery, Alabama, which seemingly caught Marin off guard because of stereotypes about black people living in the Deep South because she's black. Spencer said, well, it's a beautiful place and beautiful people. You know, I love being from there. And Marin asked, but it's like heavy. It's heavy, man, right? <laughs> Whatever that means. And, and she responded, I think everywhere's heavy. Everywhere has its history. You know what I mean? And yeah, you can't deny that the Southern history is intense. But she went on to say that when she grew up, she said, what's beautiful for me is most of that stuff preceded me. I was a child of the 70s. She says, you know, as you grow older and things you can remember, that wasn't part of my history. I learned about it, but it's not everything. It's, it's not like it's the only thing that I've experienced. And, and he asked her, did your family experience racism? And she said, no. And then she said this. She said she actually experienced more racism when she moved to Los Angeles than she ever experienced when she grew up in Alabama. Thank you, Octavia Spencer. Thank you very much for laying it out there and being real. She said, my, my mother definitely taught me, you know, about the world and realities. But growing up in Alabama, I'm going to be honest, I felt more racism when I moved here, L.A., than I ever, ever had in Alabama, she said. And she went on to talk about how when she first moved to L.A., she said it was like a, like a scene from the, the movie Pretty Woman. She went into a store, and they began following her around. She said that had never happened when she was in Alabama. Love that. I'm telling you, there's good news stories still out there. And there are people that are from here that go other places that still love being from here. I'm, I'm telling you, I've been all over this world, y'all. I've, I've, I've had a chance to be in multiple foreign countries. I've resided in some foreign countries. I've had a chance to visit others. I've been in multiple states. I've lived in multiple states. This is home. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. All right, I got a story here. This one came off of the Good News Network, so you can imagine it's a good news story. So this one is dated January 18th. So you, if you remember a few weeks ago when I did that whole segment on good news stories, there was the dude during the blizzard in Buffalo, New York, who literally saved, we literally believed they, he saved 24 lives. He was stuck in the blizzard. I mean, I'm talking, folks, Buffalo, New York got something like five feet of snow in a day. It was a lot even for Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo knows snow. Buffalo don't know this kind of snow. 
and they got inundated, and the temperatures were down at zero, literally, down around zero. And this guy named Jay Withy, if you remember the story, he broke into a school because there were people like him that were trapped on the road and they couldn't go anywhere and they were going to freeze to death in their cars. And so he went and broke a window at a school. He started ushering people in the doors. And then he went around the school and he found, like he went to the nurse's office and he got granola bars and, and bottled water. And he went to the kitchen and he found apples and juice and cereal. And he had everybody sit in the, uh, in the uh, cafeteria and they all ate and they rode out the storm together. And then the next morning when they left, they cleaned up after themselves. And it says that if it hadn't been for the broken window and the alarm that got triggered, no one would have known that they had been there. And literally one of the group even went back the next day to bring, to bring back a, a new granola bars and, and to inquire about how much to replace the window. Well, the Buffalo Bills found out about it. And so the good news story I've got as a follow-up to that one is the Buffalo Bills made sure he had Super Bowl tickets. And you got to love that. So literally, um, Thurman Thomas, legendary former Bills running back, uh, delivered Super Bowl tickets to this guy, Jay Wythe, a 27-year-old mechanic and a hero, and thanked him for saving lives. That is just epic cool, and I love it. All right, well, I'll tell you what, uh, let's go ahead and take the break right now. We'll do that real quick. We'll take the first break about a minute earlier than usual. We'll come right back and wrap this up. I got a few more of these stories. Number three on the Triple Dippers is called It Ain't All Bad Because It Ain't. There's a lot of goodness out there, y'all. There's a lot of people still doing stuff. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. back phil williams right side radio solid conservative just plain right making it cool to be a conservative hey before i go any further folks you hear me talk about riley and jackson law firm all the time so as you're driving down the road right now on your way home or getting ready to go yeah you you may be thinking all right there's that thing that happened to me and i wish i knew what i could do about it well riley and jackson law firm these are friends of mine i know them personally they're a great firm a large firm based out of birmingham but they operate statewide They have made a career off of helping people be made whole after the negligence of others. And so if you've got a situation in your life and you're wondering, what do I do about that? Maybe an injury or maybe a contract issue or something else. I'm just going to tell you, Riley and Jackson, you can call them. You can talk through it with with a real person on the phone. They'll tell you where they think they got a case or you got a case they can handle. and, And they won't charge you for the call. And oh, by the way, they won't get paid ever unless they get you paid. So the end result is this. It would behoove you to call them and just check it out if you believe you've got an actionable offense that you're dealing with. So, yeah, Riley and Jackson, based out of Birmingham, operates everywhere in the state. Here's their number. You ready? 205-879-5000. That's Riley and Jackson, 205-879-5000. And do me a favor. Tell them you heard about it on Right Side Radio. Here's that thing i got to do. <gasps> No representation made the quality legal service before with the quality service before the other lawyers. I think I said it all. I think that was English. I'm pretty sure it works. <laughs> anyway, we're there. Got some great text messages coming in. The uh, 
I can't tell you how many uh, poop emojis I got in the last few minutes after that whole thing about the pooper scoopers. Uh, by the way, Rita from Scottsboro says, hi, Boomer Daddy. So, uh, Boomer Daddy, you, you got you got a shout out. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> Boomer Daddy had to step in and run the board for him for a few minutes while he's heading out. Um, we've got so much stuff here in the text messages, but uh, one, of them, uh, one of the best ones I saw was Brian from Huntsville. Uh, Brian from Huntsville said, with regards to the resume, the former job, Pooper Scooper, said it sounds like the White House spokeswoman. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, good. That's, oh, that's, that's so that's so that's so awful. So good. Um, and then uh, Ken from Harvest says, on a resume, they might call that something else besides the poop patrol. It might be a feces facilitator. It might be a pooper scooper. That's that one. It might be a hazardous waste remediator. I, you know what? That's the one that I'm pretty sure they're using. Hazardous waste remediator. I can just see it. Uh, Jason from Huntsville, with regards to the story about Octavia Spencer, he said, that gave me chills. Octavia owned that dude. Yes. Yes, he did. Um, Raven from uh, Russellville said, for those of us who have been downrange, Sweet Home Alabama has a meaning most will never know. I agree, brother. I totally agree. Thank you for your service again. Uh, JT from Lacey Springs <laughs> says, how many can acclaim that they have a poop pyramid? Colonel Phil gets a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. A poop pyramid. Uh, <laughs> disclaimer, 2.8. <laughs> uh, anyway, hey, rocking through the last of these stories. When I did that section a few weeks ago where I had good news stories, I just did you the follow-up a moment ago about the guy who saved those people's lives in the, um, in the blizzard in Buffalo. All right, here's another follow-up. A story we had that day. There's an 82-year-old Navy veteran who was working at Walmart as a greeter. And um, a guy named Rory McCarty saw him and, and sort of talked to him one day and was really taken aback by the guy. Here he was, he's 82 years old, and he was working. And why was he working? He was working because when he retired from General Motors, the, the older gentleman, his name was Mr. McCarty, I'm sorry, it was uh, uh, Mr. Marion. Uh, when he was retiring from General Motors, he retired so he could go take care of his ex-wife's husband. I mean, picture that, first of all. There's some benevolence. There's some, there's some goodness. Go take care of his ex-wife's husband, according to a previous report. After the husband's death, he then took care of his ex-wife and then took care of her till she passed away. But he had so many bills that he wound up having to go back to work, and so he's working at 82 years old every day at Walmart. Well, this guy, Rory McCarty, heard the story. He said he walked into the store, and he, 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 he saw Marion actually ringing up items at the checkout line that day. And he, and he posted the video on TikTok, and he explained how his own faith in Jesus Christ had prompted him to do something for this, this guy and to give something back. So he, he opened a GoFundMe account. He asked people to, to do some things because he had seen it happen in other places. He raised $108,000 for elderly Mr. Butch Marion. He raised $108,000. Here's the follow-up. says, Marion, a grandfather who had done all those things I told you about, um, he literally said that that, that $108,000 has made him feel like a bird out of a cage now. He's paid off his debts. He's going to get to go see his family that lives down south after he hasn't seen them in multiple years because of COVID and everything else. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's just, that's just one guy saying, my faith tells me to do something. My relationship with Jesus Christ says, I'm, I'm going to do something. And so he just did. 
and he raised $108,000 for an 82-year-old Navy veteran who no longer has to work at Walmart to make ends meet. That's just cool. I got a couple more. You know, earlier in the show, Boomer Daddy, I did a segment. I don't know if you heard it or not. I, I called it Bowing Up. And it's where we have to start pushing back sometimes. You have to start saying something. I'm not talking about getting in fights, but I'm just talking about literally not letting things go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got a whole series of people not letting things go. You know, mm-hmm. we've got, we've got, I've got this piece off of Fox News. It says, in the face of crime and danger, Americans stepped up to help complete strangers in 2022. And then it says, people are amazing. We've got one here. A restaurant owner at a swanky Hollywood place uh, called, uh, what was the name of this one? Called Shin, I believe. He saw a guy sucker punch an elderly man on the sidewalk. And he took him down. Literally took him down and held him for over nine minutes until the police got there. Literally held the guy on the ground. Wasn't going to let him go. He said adrenaline kind of kicked in. He said, I'm not going to lie. The adrenaline was a lot at that point. Afterward, it was exhausting. It felt like I worked out for the whole day. But... But that's just, he just saw a thing happen. He said, I can't let this go. And that's, you know, how many times do we see now where the response is to get the phone out and just video it so you can live stream it off your, your, your social media? And that's so true, man. It's so sad, too. It is, absolutely. But, uh, but these stories keep on going. It's a string of these stories. One of them was, I love this. In the Atlantic hurricane season, it says something like 150 people died in Hurricane Ian in Florida alone. One lady was living out in Las Vegas. Her, her mother was an 84-year-old who lived in Florida and was hit in the hurricane area, and she could not reach her mother. Her cell phone was out. Her landline had gone down. The evacuation team had already been through her neighborhood, and they had not been to her house for whatever reason. And so she posted on social media asking for anyone in that area to please check on her mother. And one lady, a young lady who's 26 years old named Cheyenne Previtt, waded out into the waters, went and found her mom, Good people are everywhere, y'all. It ain't all bad. I'm just telling you. All right, Right Side Ruffians, you guys have an amazing weekend. We burned through another week. Boomer and I will be back here at 2. Boomer Daddy, thank you for sitting in for the last little bit. It was my pleasure, Mr. Phil. <laughs> it was my pleasure. All right, folks, solid conservative and just plain right. We'll see you Monday. side ruffians out there you are listening to right side radio solid conservative just plain right